Well, hey, everybody, welcome back. Another exciting episode. This one's kind of different because our guest is zooming in all the way from the beautiful country of Belize, formerly known as British Honduras back when I was a punk kid. That's what it was called before it got its independence, I think in something like 1980 or something, 81. And our special guest is a Canadian who is kind of a nomad and she is investing in Belize and her name is Invested Erica. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's nice. Now, if you're just listening to this, you cannot see the beautiful background that Erica has, but she's in a, looks like a very lovely spot in Belize. So Erica, why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you went from wherever it was you're living in Canada, very cold from what I what I would imagine, to now hanging out in Belize full time. Well, I've always had an issue with the cold, and I'm sure there's a lot of snowbirds listening, um, so they might be intrigued on how they can end up on a similar journey. Um, I do love inspiring that, but I think a lot of us who end up in different unique places doing different unique things have come from a place where we've maybe struggled um, and it's pushed us to find a little bit more of our purpose. And, you know, I didn't have the easiest road here, that's for sure. But I started in real estate investing in 2018 when I bought my first house and the purpose of it, that house was to build a basement suite. So I could, I always wanted to be self-sufficient, independent, and make sure I could take care of myself. And I didn't want to be overstretched, you know? Mm. So just knowing that I would always be able to take care of myself no matter what, I thought mortgage helper, let's do that. That, you know, snowballed. And I just love designing spaces. I love transformation. I'm a very visual person. And I've uh, kind of just followed that and tweaked that while I, you know, renovated, I realized what I do like which is not so much using the tools and renovating things myself. Um, but it also got me through that experience of knowing what I do love. And the more I go towards that, the more I find more of my purpose and refine more about what I want to do with my time. And I realized, well, if I can do this in Canada, what's, what's stopping me from doing it across the border in the winter so that, you know, mm. nobody, I mean, you might think you want a six month vacation in the winter, but we need a purpose. We need something to keep busy. Yeah. So I thought having a project every winter would be a great way to do it. Cool. So it sounds like you started off house hacking, but bought your own house, put a secondary suite in that. And then where did that take you from there? What, what kind of other kinds of deals did you do or what do you focus on or what does your portfolio in Canada look like? So um, I'm only in the residential so far. I don't seem to find myself attracted to the multifamily, although the numbers are very attractive, but I want to create something really awesome. Yeah. Um, so now I've just gone complete commercial, like uh, vacation Belize style. Mm -hmm. But in Canada, my portfolio is only residential and I don't plan on changing that. I like buy and hold and obviously some value add. Whether so, you're so kind of adding. burr type deals, you're doing single family homes, putting in suites, that sort of thing. Exactly. So yeah. I don't want to own single family. So everything has two doors. I just finished um, a fourplex flip, which mm -hmm. was very successful in Calgary, where I legalized two of the basement suites and um, sold it for 
they were, there was a little bit of the market was perfect timing and things like that when I bought and when I sold, but uh, that was a really, really awesome project that turned out really great numbers. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So then you started looking at how can you do this as you're getting the heck out of Dodge and enjoying some warm weather in the, in the winter time. So if you were based anywhere around Calgary, that means that, you know, that's a good six months out of the year, you could be away from Calgary and enjoying nicer yes. weather. So um, where did, where did those travels first take you and what made you decide to, you know, really kind of set some roots in Belize? Why Belize? That's a very common question. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of the idea first of, you know, escape, right? I've been looking to escape for a long time and how does that look? Now, I'm a bit uh, blessed with a a great government job where I can work in the summers casually, um, so I can do full-time government work in the summers, and then I can literally just take off for the winter. So that maybe is is a hard find, but really one of the key elements to that safety net to be able to kind of make the jump internationally. What really drew me international was the idea of you know, business, when you stop selling your time for money, and you can have your business contribute to your lifestyle. So first, I started paring down all my items and getting rid of stuff, and kind of making myself homeless, so to speak, because that way I was free to roam. And that big bill over my head, which was my housing costs and all that, I scrapped that a long time ago. And I literally live out of a closet. And I thought if I could have rentals in Spain, Portugal, Belize, and places like that, that I could, well, one, go visit. And it's a business expense to go, you know, go paint the unit, restock some things, change up the furniture. Plus, plus you're staying there as you're doing that. So you're right. You don't have to come up for, for housing or hotels while you're traveling. Yeah, exactly. So it contributes to my lifestyle. It's what I enjoy, right? Designing or, um, you know, fixing up things. I like traveling, but I I've used a new term now it's traveling with purpose. Mm -hmm. So instead of just sitting on the beach, I I have a reason to go these places. So people think I'm on vacation here. I literally work day in and day out. You know, I work till like 11 o'clock at night sometimes. And I just go all day. Um, I'm very busy implementing different systems and I'm trying to really struggling with, uh, trying to free myself so I I can enjoy my time before I return back to Canada shortly. Um, but yeah, the, the big goal was to have short-term rentals that I could use. Now, I've learned some things along the way that's changed things. So, so and... well, let me back up for a second, Erica. So you're in Belize right now. Mm-hmm. Have you got short-term rentals elsewhere, or is this kind of your first international hub that you're that you're investing in? This is my very first international real estate investing journey. Nice. And I have not owned any structure. I now own a piece of Belize. I own an, uh, over an acre piece of land here where I'm going to build a massive commercial development. So that's also new, lots of new stuff. Okay. So, so you've, you've bought a chunk of Belize. You're on or close to the beach? I am beachfront. Nice. Very nice. All right. So you've got an acre there. And what are you planning to build on that? You say something commercial, you're talking about short-term rental stuff. So what, what is your vision for the property in Belize? Well, one of the interesting things about short-term rentals is they seem to be more beneficial in Canada for tax purposes, if you plan to remain a resident, as I do. Um, So it's actually flip-flopped. It's passive income if you own long-term or short-term outside the country. 
So, because we have to claim our global income, right? And right. so that that's a little bit of a difference. And I think I so really, sorry, I so sorry, have, it's it's passive income if it's long term. It's active income if it's short term. Is that what both I'm both, both international? Oh, that's sneaky. Yeah. That's sneaky CRA mm-hmm. changing the rules on us. I tell you what. Yeah, it's it's but active income here would be um, if I had a restaurant, right, or a mm-hmm. hotel which is what I'm going to end up doing is okay. I'm going to be having um, overnight accommodations on the beach for folks like you and me who run businesses need amazing internet, quiet space to work in. It's air conditioned, comfortable um, kitchen space so that you have this big shared kitchen food delivery services. So you can cook because interrupting your day, having to go to a restaurant to eat food is not necessarily great. I've, you know, worked on the road. I've stayed at hostels. I've stayed in places because I'm, you know, by myself. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard if you're not around other people who are working during the day to keep yourself on track. There's so many distractions. Whereas, you know, if I was traveling with five other people that were digital nomads and working, we would all power down and go and, and do our work. And we would still have time afterwards to socialize or at lunchtime to cook food and it becomes more of a community space. So that's what I'm creating here. So, so it's not, you're not going to build a house and have it as a long-term rental. You're not going to build a property as a short-term rental. You're building kind of a hybrid, more along the lines of a hotel type thing that could call it the the company, somebody could stay in for an extended period of time. Exactly. So I'd like yeah. to say it's a short term to extended stay because you could stay there and love the experience and want to be there for even if it's 14 days or a week, mm-hmm. because you have your business commitments and you just, you know, it's a fact of life. We don't really take full actual time off. We have to check in on our emails and stuff, yeah. but that's the environment you could do that in. But if you wanted to stay for a month because you can work from home and you want the opportunity to see some different people meet new cultures you can come here and get your work done and be in a very calm, peaceful place and have everything you need, community and nice. scenery. Excursions. So what's the time frame for this, Erica? So right now you're, you, you've got the property. Now you got to build the, the business on it. You got to build the, the structure or whatever, however that's going to look, where, where are you along those lines and what, what's the time frame for doing that? So right now I'm in the conceptual phase of design with my architects and I'm super, super excited for what this is going to look like. That being said, I'm also not wanting to see the price tag that's going to be on it. (laughs) Um, I, I have no doubt in my mind that this place is going to stand out from the rest. I'm creating something unique for a niche market where there's a need. And I think even if people don't know about Belize, they will they will find out about Belize because of my place. Um, as far as timeline goes, so I'll go a little bit into the deal. I'm really excited that this is also my first seller financing um, project. Project. So I've never had seller financing before. Not that I haven't tried. Usually it's been shot down. Um, so for this lot, it was unattainable for me to just drop cash. I would have had to find some other way. And I was able to secure five years of seller financing and I have no monthly payments as well, which is nice. I have yearly um, increments that I have to pay by the end of the year, so um, balloon, which are manageable. Annual balloon payments, basically, yeah. Yeah, correct. And I think that's uh, definitely manageable on my part, which is nice. So as far as timeline goes, my money's sitting at the beach. 
-hmm. but that's, that's on me. And I'm only accountable to myself for that right now. I don't know how long it's going to take to build. I'm still pricing out the build. And then of course I have to write up what does all this business plan look like? What's Mm -hmm. the money look like? Um, Does it make sense to build the whole entire thing or am I building a phase one and then a phase two or even Mm -hmm. three? Because uh, it's a young area, which is really amazing, as we know, for opportunity. Like I struck gold on that lot and I know it, but there is also a little bit of waiting game. I'm trying to hit that market where, like I said, they're going to find me. So it's not necessarily tailored to people who are coming to Belize, but I would like to see if I can build in two phases and that'll change the timeline. And then there's raising capital. I can't build until I have money. So I'm going to be raising capital. All right. So very, very, very cool. I don't directly have any experience investing in Belize. I've got indirect experience. I've uh, had family members who have invested in Belize many, many, many years ago. In fact, our my first trip to that beautiful country was when I was 12 years old. So, you know, that was you know five or six years ago. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe four, a little over four decades ago. Um, and my uncle bought some lovely property in Belize way, way, way back then for next to nothing. They held on to that for many, many years. Um, I've I've had some clients who've invested in Belize. I myself lived in Costa Rica for many years. And I'm not familiar with exactly how things work in Belize, but I do know that in lots of Latin America, things are a little bit on the loosey-goosey side when it comes to property ownership and getting clear title and especially as a foreigner coming in to purchase stuff, you know, heck there, there are countries like Mexico where you can't really legally as a foreigner own property on the beach it has to all be through a corporation or through a, a name lender type thing, which kind of makes things different and kind of weird. So what, what are some of the, the things that you've had to overcome as a foreigner investing in Belize? Well, some of the things that you've named are actually what's great about Belize. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not that it hasn't come with its fair share of challenges as everywhere is unique. But to me, it's not about um, that. There's still opportunities. There's still people that invest in Mexico because they find a way. Right. And it's not about taking the easy way. It's about finding the right way and what works for you. And here there's lots of great things like, you know, people are always like, oh, there's no capital gains tax. There's no squatters rights here. It's full title. You know, nobody's going to be uh, squatting on your land. And if you have title, like police are going to kick them right off. So it's normal title. It's also a, a British Commonwealth country. That's what so I was thinking. Yeah. A lot of the laws are actually great Commonwealth uh, based laws. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. If anybody, I'm just going to put this out here. If anybody is interested in investing international, I'm sure you'll agree whatever you do, it's so hard to trust people, but whatever you do, just use an attorney, use an attorney. And if you're going to do any due diligence on the people you work with, like realtors is one thing, right? Um, because we have no standards here that you, anybody can sell you a Mm -hmm. piece of land here. Literally there's no regulations here. So a lot of the countries can be different, but just get an attorney because I actually was supposed to buy a different piece of land while I was here. And I actually pulled out of that deal and found out that it wasn't a um, free and clear title, things like that. So Mm -hmm. having an attorney that you know is completely unbiased and not connected to 
you know, your realtor and that is or the seller. Fully, <laughs> no, or the not seller. a cousin of the seller. Yeah, exactly. it, it's true though. Right. And you're dealing with small. So just to put Belize on the map here, the population of Belize is around 400,000. Yeah. Like that's what Halifax. So that just goes to show how small it is. And so, yes, mm-hmm. people are definitely connected. You have whole families that run industries here mm-hmm. that have the monopolies in different sectors for, from like lumber to, to transportation. Um, and, and you'll see that in a lot of countries in Central America. But lawyers are the one piece that I've learned from my struggles that if I found my own lawyer through my own means of, you know, hey, you know, hit up the expat groups, which take everything on there with a grain of salt, but, you know, pull the people you have together, find references and find somebody that you trust. And at least if you can have that person you trust, that'll go a long way. Definitely. So the property that you've purchased in Belize, is that, have you purchased it through a corporate structure or just kind of in your own name or what, what are you, if you don't mind sharing? Nope, not at all. So I do have two uh, corporations here. I have two companies that are limited companies. It's actually not difficult in my experience to start a business here as a foreigner. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been difficult for a lot of people to start bank accounts. I'm halfway in the middle of that, but I had the greatest experience going in the banks and, you know, Costa Rica has the same issues, right? I had a great experience. I got most of that done. I just, uh, I'm in the middle of a director change. And one of them, which is delaying me knowing and being able to tell you, yeah, we're good. That was great. However, the attorney, you know, that's setting up my corporations, that helps. So I'm actually owning the land in a corporation that's being held in escrow until that's paid off. Okay. And then that company's mine. Um, and then there's a document as well to say that, you know, the my attorney's office and their role for that. And then I have a separate company here so that I can operate in because I need to pay bills. I need to open a bank account. I need to hire contractors and bring in money into the country, you know, global transfers. These are all a lot of um, logistical things that can be very different that you just don't have to do when you're investing in Canada. But then again, look where I've worked all winter. So yeah, yeah, no, it's a fun place to go. So what, what do you, where do you see things going over the next 12 to 24 months, Erica, if you could wave the the realistic magic wand, what would you like to see happen? Well, I'm returning back to Canada. I'm heading to a conference shortly to present. That's going to be exciting. Then I'm going back to work. And by then I would like to see that I have the right systems in place um, with in my, uh, as far as administrating this project goes in the background having my architecture right well on its way to have the grand master plan starting writing up my business plan my pitch deck everything that i need start raising capital and then um, finding i've been doing a lot of due diligence on my builders here and i'm still currently constantly doing that and reassessing because some of them are active builds and um, i'm networking with people who are currently building right now including another canadian who's building a resort beachfront uh, all by herself here too, which is really awesome. So yeah, I'm going to raise capital and hopefully be breaking ground so that while I'm here all next winter, I'm going to be keeping tabs on that build and making sure everything goes well. Awesome. That's exciting stuff. Well, fantastic. Erica, time flies when we're having fun. If people want to find out more about your exciting journey and connect with you, 
what we what, what we would give them as the number one place for them to check you out? My name, Invested Erica, luckily hasn't been taken anywhere. Uh, I have investederica.ca, which is currently under construction and going to be developed very shortly in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. So Invested Erica on Facebook, social media. I started YouTube, but I don't have anything on there yet. However, there's no numbers and letters attached. You search Invested Erica, you should be able and to find me. You'll pop up. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, hats off to you for figuring out how to make that nomad lifestyle work for you. And and I hope thing everything goes really, really well with this exciting project in Belize. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.